Hello everybody, and welcome to Nonsense Cast. Welcome to Nonsense Cast, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Corey. And um, we've not done a show for a while, have we? It's not been that long in comparison, really. I suppose. I suppose it's not as long as the how many years was it? We Well, one of them was a year. We've decided, stupidly, to keep the dogs in with us today, even though they want their dinner. And they'll probably lick things and make a lot of noise. Won't you, little wibble? But anyway, as always, you can get us on the socials. If you wish to have anything said on the show, or you wish to, or you wish to have a shoyoid, I don't know why I said that. In Irish, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you, you can you can get in touch with nonsense cast. It's a bit strange. On, um, the the book face, and not the talk ticks. We're not on the talk ticks. Corey is his mum is. I'm not. I don't do the talk ticks. So I don't even know why I'm mentioning it. It's got nothing to do with anything. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let's get into it. And our first, our first section is generally always life, just life. What's going on in life? What's going on in your life? Nothing. Uh, Welcome to my life. <laughs> speaking to one, <laughs> speaking to one's teenager, and never getting an answer. Let's let's have some uh, let's have some uh, practice questions um, so that the, the the listener can understand. Okay. How was school today, sir? It's alright. What did you do? Stuff. Did you do PE? Probably. What did you do in PE? Don't know. So you can't remember. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Um, so you can't remember what you did in PE. How long ago was it? Three hours, maybe? It's second period, so like six hours ago. Oh, that's a long time to remember six what you did. Six hours is a while. Not really. I can remember what I did six hours ago. I put up some new fire alarms. Yeah, but you're just boring things that are quite memorable. Well, thanks for that. You say my life is boring. I'm saying your life is quite repetitive. Jake is already licking things. <laughs> it's my arm, just in case you wonder. Um, yeah, so that's what happens when I ask Corey questions. Or if he's been upstairs, um, what were you doing upstairs, pal? Uh, stuff. What? 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 What, what stuff? Because it's been so long already. Okay. So we went on a nice holiday, didn't we? Yeah. And um, for for probably a lot of kids, it's not really their kind of holiday. But you you you're quite malleable in your holidays. Whatever we do, you kind of well, you have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's interesting. Say, why does it say COVID cheese? COVID cheese. Um, I was I was I was going to I'll I'll bring that up short forthwith. Okay. I was I was going to say that while we were on holiday, um, uh, for anyone that's interested, we went to the Isle of Lewis and Harris, which was quite a slep, but um. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um, we on the way over, we found out that Corey gets seasick. <laughs> mm. I shouldn't laugh, but I've never seen. I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody green before. It was uh, ow, 
I didn't deserve a punch. It's uh, we well, you thought you was fine, didn't you? Uh, yeah. And then we decided to. Uh, Mum is never fine. She's always had seasickness and car sickness. It's all right when she's driving because she's concentrating. But um, <clears throat> yeah, we went downstairs and decided to get a hot dog to pass the time yeah. and have something to eat. And Corey just kind of sat looking at his hot dog. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then you said, I think I get seasick. And you you went back upstairs and said hello to the toilet for a wee while. It's a shame. I felt so bad for you. We was a lot better on the way back. Yeah. Um, uh, the place we stayed was... Quite a way away from, a way away from Stornoway. Um, it's funny because when you when you come into Stornoway, on an island as far like kind of northwest as Lewis is, you don't expect such a big town. And I know everywhere needs a hub. Everywhere needs its town. There's big places like Brodick and Arran and um and Sky etc etc, but I don't know, I just didn't expect somewhere as big. But it's it's just like a normal place. You don't even really realise you're on an island when you're in Stornoway, do you? Um, but luckily, the place we stayed in, we drove out about 40, 50 minutes. Yeah. And it could not possibly have been nicer, could it? No. It was a lovely house, all kind of open plan. Corey had his own room. Uh, we had our own room. Nice big open fire, lovely kitchen. And um, if you open the front door, there's a lock. If you open the back door, there was a lock. It was just it was just water everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah. It, was, uh, it was absolutely beautiful. We really enjoyed the holiday. There was a dog called, what did I call him again? Bob? Bob, yeah, Bob the dog. He just decided to come walking with us. Um, we was just strolling around the place where we were staying which uh, the name escapes me already. Um, but it's we, like Cromore, isn't it? Cromore, that's it. Um, and we were just kind of getting a small place. There wasn't only a handful of people there. But we walked past um, We walked past one guy and his dog started following us. And then we kind of turned around and started walking back and we walked past the guy and he was stood at his gate and he gave me the nastiest look. Yeah. And I just, I just said, morning. And he just looked at me like he wanted to kill me. It was like something out of Silence of the Lambs. But that that's not thats not to say all the people of Lewis are like that because everybody else we met were lovely, including our neighbours who, um, uh, the people who stayed not too far from the house we were staying in, I was chatting to, and then she brought me half a salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, neither you or I like salmon. So your mum pretty much ate half a salmon. <laughs> oh but it was it was it was really nice we had a we had a great time the only problem was on the ferry back uh me and your mum got covid yeah we didn't know that until a couple of days later but you go to COVID one of the cheese. covid cheese no that was that was just to say that um while we were there um we got in quite a lot of cheese because you kind of have a have a newfound love of the dairy produce. Oh, dairy is good. What what cheeses have you already tried? 
Good question. Next. <laughs> well, you had a lot of cheese. You had ch- uh, you had double Gloucestershire chives, onion and chives. I don't like double Gloucestershire. Um, you tried some brie, brie you did not like. There's nothing about it. I know brie is a very, it's kind of salty, creamy, not much to it. Um, you had applewood smoked cheddar. You had like ordinary um, mature cheddar. I know we are just naming cheeses now, which is probably not exciting for the for the podcast it's, listener. We know them. It's quite sad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so yes. Anyway, when we came when we came back from said holiday, we we decided that we were going to have a night in Ullapool once we'd done the ferry, and stay in a hotel. Worst idea ever. <laughs> There was a chip in, it tasted really weird, the chips were very strange, and so was the sausage. The only good the only good part about most of you know, the entire trip was that when I got into the hotel room I was extremely extremely hungry. And there was a small pack of biscuits that tasted quite orangey. And a Vini's finger. You're lucky I didn't even get any, you'd troughed them all before I got back with the chipping. I know. And also, the band started playing when I went to sleep, <clears throat> and there was a dog on me at most times. It wasn't nice. <laughs> she would have just laughed. It was like, uh, I'm not going to name any names, because it wasn't their fault. We we chose badly. Um, the room was perfectly comfortable. It was it was like two double bunk beds, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, even though um, your mum went on the top bunk, and I was a bit dubious about the carpentry of said bunk beds. I was wondering if I was going to wake up, um, you know, uh, when they try and make bunk beds in Step Brothers. Yeah. And he falls on him and crushes him. I didn't think that might happen. It didn't, luckily. But we woke up about half past five in the morning and just went, right, let's go home. Well, it's just, you usually expect a hotel to be a lot more furnished, like there's a toilet in the room. That's true. It has a light. Yeah, we had, we had a we had a toilet across the hall. Yeah, but that's just not really the point. Also, you usually expect to have nice big beds and more light than a lamp. Yeah, yeah, it was very dark. And it was sort of... very very dark. However, somehow the the Ullapool chippy was the most high tech chippy I've ever seen. Yeah. Not only did Even they have horrible, <laughs> wasn't it? So I, I I just think they, they didn't put salt they didn't put salt and vinegar on. They didn't ask if you wanted salt and vinegar. Can't have chips. Can't have fish and well, haggis and chips in my case. Oh, you had a sausage and the sausage was weird. Oh. <laughs> Not good. Um it's just to specify the taste. But oh. but you put in your order, of which they did gluten free, which your mum never expected, because nowhere ever does gluten free unless it's right in a city or something. And um and they give you a a beeper. Yeah. And then when your food's ready, it beeps. And it's funny because everybody's stood outside and one of them beeps and everybody's looking at each other. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? I want my food. Um, so, yeah, we did that anyway. And then went for a very long walk around all the pool at night with the dogs. I mean, we shouldn't have really expected much. It was quite an isolated little place. Yes, the absolute ends of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's lovely, but it takes you to a massive mountain place. Yeah, it is really just a ferry. 
that's that, that's all Liverpool is. It's just a yeah, it's much. just a dock and a ferry. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you would expect somewhere next to a ferry to be a much nicer hotel, never mind. It was just a shame as well because shout out to Keith. Keith sorted out. Um, uh, Keith's brother works for Calmac. He's quite high up in Calmac, and he organised um, for us to go upstairs and have a have a look at the ship and um, with the with the capitan and things. And we couldn't do it because everybody was ill, so we missed out on that. That would have been apart from me. Yeah, I just I just wandered about doing whatever I liked. I enjoyed. Actually, it. on the I think it was only the first time because on the way back, well, I sort of just. Mum told me to get off my phone and then I fell asleep for half an hour and then I read on my phone for the next hour and a half because I was that bored. So I think I was fine, honestly. Um, we seen dolphins. There's loads of dolphins. There was, yeah. There was dolphins, dolphins on the way there and on the way back. And, oh, while we, while we was on, Lewis, uh, one morning we went out quite early and the sun was just coming up. Sunrise, some might say. And there was a... Uh, why? Because the sun was right. That's true. And uh, just as we was coming over the brow of this hill, a big stag was right on the on the. He was right at the side of us, but just yeah. on the top of a hill, and the sun was rising behind him. And it was just oh, perfect. I I love seeing a stag. Anyway, we did see plenty of other stags, and we heard them rotting a lot while we was on a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a villager. <laughs> That sounds like a really like a curious one. Door. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that just sounded like a really gay tiger. Um, and so that that was amazing. But also, me and Mum went out for a, a little fish one night. We found a little bay that was really good for fishing. It was too cold and too late to catch anything anyway. But um, we seen a we seen a sea eagle, not a seagull. A seagull. A sea eagle. <laughs> And it was majestic. It's, it's just it's sea eagle, seagull, and it was very very high. So we could we could identify it, but uh, we see loads of golden eagles as well, um, and several. It's just it's one of them places. It's quite it's, a, it's amazing for wildlife. I'm I'm only about a week clear of the COVID, but I still have a bit of a frog. So apologies for any <coughs> little coughs. Uh, because I'm still a tad on the stuffy side. I didn't get it. Yeah, you didn't get it. I, 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 you, I don't think you tested anyway, did you? I did not, but I am fine. Yeah, but you did. You I'm certainly fine. didn't have any Simpsons. Well, that's what's been going on in our life, apart apart from installing all the new all the new fire alarms, uh, smoke alarms today, which is um, terribly boring. Apart from I did have to, I did have to onion. interlink them all, and when you test them, they all went off at the same time and nearly deafened me. That's nice. Yeah. So let's move on to more more interesting things. Uh, that we most of these movies we watched while we were there because it was nice to have a movie in the evening. Um. Oh, one. We'll we'll cover that one last because we only just watched that. So I think first first of all we watched we watched Grown Ups one and two, which I've seen but you hadn't. I think you'll I think you'll see yes. a bit of a theme with um our film of watching. Yeah. Um I Adam Sandler. <laughs> um so Grown Ups One and Two, which one did you prefer? You preferred the second one, didn't you? Yes. I didn't. I preferred the first one. The second one was better. I thought the second one was a bit mad with the 
with the with the stag that kept flipping running in the house and stuff. Yeah, so I just I just don't really think that I like the character of Rob Schneider in the first one. He was just a weird little man. He was a weird little man, but I, I can't help it. I like Rob Schneider and things, even though he he, he plays the oddest parts. Like I said sometimes you need to watch the uh, you need to watch the I think it's called the Gigolo. That is that is funny. I don't think it's actually got a very good rating. But uh, the first time I watched it, I thought it was hilarious because every every girl, uh, every lady that he he dates, they've all got something wrong with them. They're either hugely tall or they've got narcolepsy and just keep falling asleep in the middle of in the middle of the street and things. It's, it is funny. He he can be funny if he's in the right role. And then we watched, um, then we watched Whiplash, which seems to say Whiplash. Oh, never mind. Whiplash. Whiplash. We watched Whiplash. Yeah. Which I didn't even know about until you told me. And it's an Oscar winner. Like five different Oscars. Um, It's about a young drummer who is kind of completely and utterly obsessed with being the best, isn't he? Yeah. And the only man that can bring it out of him is this horrible, horrible human being. Um, who is? Can you remember his name? Fletcher. No, J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Well done. Um, he has been in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and he has been in the um, you know, the, the Night Sky that I watched on Amazon that I reviewed not long ago. You know who it was in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Who? It was, it was Agent Montel Dillman. <laughs> Do you remember these things? It's ridiculous. Yeah, isn't that one film? You like Rain Man? Yeah. Like Rain Boy? Rain Teenager? Never seen Rain Man. You should. I think you'd uh, notice some uh, <laughs> similarities. It was, it was also in that one film with Alice Hamburg. Oh, yeah, that was great. Palm Springs. Yeah. That was a great film. It basically was um, the uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. But just a kind of slightly more modern take on it it was really it was really good I, I really enjoyed that it's one of my favourite films like, last year or the year before can't remember anyway it was uh, we've just gone off on J.K. Simmons now it was um, the the drummer was Miles Teller who is now better known for um, being Goose's son Fun. in Top Gun Maverick yes. and also he played oh I can't remember I, I won't remember his name uh, but the producer of The Godfather in The Offer, which I've also covered in previous podcasts. And he is really good in it. They're all really good in it. But it's re- it's, a, it's a question of how far you really should drive someone and how far somebody should be driven because it kind of nearly ends them both. And I can't, I still, even after I finished watching it, I enjoyed it. Just watching the emotion, uh, in the film and the drive of the people, I still can't decide whether J.K. Simmons' character was good or not. It was horrible. He was horrible, was but good. but he kind of he had he had a purpose. Well, literally, it made people the best, but he also made them kill themselves. Yes, that's true. You shouldn't really make people kill themselves. I mean, that's a bit that's a bit extreme. Well, he made the person the best, and then he killed himself. Then. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's a question of really how far you should drive someone, and if that's healthy, which in their cases it was not. Excuse me, 
lubricant for the throat. And then we watched Don't Mess with the Zohan. Ah, best this film was, ever. <laughs> this was Corey's idea. Uh, I think there's a re. When did it say it was from? 2006 or something like that, Most maybe. Slightly. There's a reason why I avoided it for 15 years. Because it is, <laughs> apart from responsible, uh, uh, Adam Sandler responsible for another film, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween is possibly one of the worst films I've ever seen, apart from Eon Flux. Don't Mess With The Zohan is very close behind Hubie Halloween, and that's saying something. And not only that, we didn't even finish it because it was so long. How can they make a film that long (laughs) that is that bad? It was terrible. It was just an awful accent and seriously dubious content. He just started cutting her and sleeping with all the women. It was, it was a tad on the rapey side. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but he was actually meant to be. He was like one of the best train killers in the world. It was it, it was weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I dare say I'm not going to find out how it finishes. I think that's possibly one of them films that we may have finished only if we were in the tent and had nothing else to do. A bit like Kung Fu Dunk. Yeah. Which still, every time I say that, I think it's a Scottish guy called Duncan and he likes Kung Fu. But Every time I think that, I just name. get PTSD. Pitched from the Kung Fu Dunk. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> um, I've not really given these any any um, any ratings, but Whiplash was probably an 8 out of 10, I'd say. Um, don't mess with the Zohan. Don't give it a rating. Big Daddy we watched the other day, just to yes. stay with, just because we never learn our lesson from Adam Sandler. That's because sometimes he's very good, sometimes he's bad. Oh, he's an absolute hit or miss genius. Well, sometimes he's amazing, or sometimes I want to kill myself. It's it's just a, it, it's more of a, it's either a really big hit or a massive miss. Because, of course, the likes of The Wedding Singer, um, I think, what's the other one? 41st Dates or one of them? Was the, uh, most of the things he's done with Drew Barrymore and the one with Jennifer Aniston was good too, actually. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't like the one where they were, uh, it, it was like a whodunit kind of thing. Another one with Jennifer Aniston, I think. I didn't. I wasn't too keen on that. Um, Happy Gilmore, of course, is just legendary. I seen a Shooter McGavin T-shirt the other day on the internet, and I was uh, I was I was very very tempted to uh, oh, yeah. tempted to get it because it's just yeah. it's just a bowl of cereal, but the cereal are poops. I'm not I'm not going to say the proper word that's actually on the T-shirt, um, because it just says, uh, and it's just got Shooter in the background saying, "Do you eat poops for breakfast?" <laughs> um, I think I think uh, Big Daddy. What did you think of Big Daddy? Well, it was very good. Stupid as it was. Yeah, it was stupid. He was a terrible father. Yeah, but he ended up being a good father somehow. Uh, even though it wasn't his kid. Yeah. He just kind of they just kind of somehow somehow glossed over the fact it, that it wasn't his child to begin with. The dad was going away, so he started looking after the kid, and then he liked it. And I don't think the other kid, I don't think the dad really wanted him. 
Yeah. Because uh, he had a wife. He had a wife. And then he wanted the child. Well, no, the child got given to him. Yeah. And they had no choice. Then he had a different kid. Oh, no, then he had a baby. And the dad had the child. And then they were all happy. And then they made fun of the ex. Because we were, we, were, we were very confused um, when we were looking up the kid because I could have swore we knew, knew the kid from other films. Turns out we didn't. But the kid was two kids. I just thought he was from Friends. Yeah, <laughs> you thought he was thingy, but the, t- the timeline and that didn't work out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Um, you know. But he's, uh, yeah, it was two kids. It was twins. And on the thing, it said, that his name was Frankenstein, which we figured out I he was because he wanted to be called Frankenstein after a wee while. Yeah. So yeah, um, what else have I watched? There's a couple of films I think I've missed off here. Uh, we watched some horrors and stuff of late, um, with it being Halloween as such. Um, I watched one the other day called The Good Nurse, um, which was Eddie Redmayne and. The red-headed lady, whose name escapes me, it'll come to me in a minute. And it's a true story about a nurse who killed God knows how many people over the years, but they think he could be one of America's biggest serial killers. Kind of like what happened here with Harold Shipman. Nobody realised how many people he'd killed until they delved, until he was caught and they delved deeper into it. He's, he, he could have killed hundreds. Harold Shipman. Harold Shipman, yeah. Yeah. He was the doctor of death, they called him. Ah. Uh, just on the outskirts of Manchester, I think he was, and he, he, he killed so many patients just because he could. And this doctor was the same. He used to put insulin, he used to inject insulin into the uh, into the drip bags, uh, but he only did it to people who insulin would kill because of whatever condition they had. Jessica Chastain is the is the actor. It really does come to you a minute later. Yeah, <laughs> that was exact to the second. And um, Eddie Redmayne was really good in it because he kind of comes across as really nice, but obviously if you do that, you can't be. Jessica Chastain kind of started to have an idea of what he was doing and then the police... Uh, and then the police got a hold of Jessica Chastain and said, you need to stop him. And she was really the only one that could catch him at it. And then, and yeah, it was good. It was worth a watch. It was a very dark film, very cold film. Don't watch it if you want to be uplifted. Burr, indeed. Um, and I think that's that's all we watched. I think TV, TV, lots of TV, TV. lots TV of TV. Did Dharma. Um, well, you did Dharma separately. Me and Mum did Dharma a wee while ago. I can't remember whether we did it on the last podcast. That's what I, mean. I think we may have, or I was just about to. But just in case we didn't, Dharma was brilliant. Dharma was very good. I mean, if you like that kind of thing. I write stories about serial killers, so it doesn't really make any difference to me. I just, everybody else thought, like, it traumatised all of them. It was horrible. Uh, yeah, it was horrible, but it didn't traumatise me. It was just a good show about a serial killer. A very, very bad man. Everybody else just extremely hated how horrible it was and it made them all... Ro- it actually traumatised Evan Peters, actually. Uh, after I did it, oh, the guy who played him, yeah. Well, I think I would. He was so. He was so. Oh, you, especially if if you're a, if you're a if you're a method actor, and you really kind of get deep into someone to to become that person, 
you don't really want to become Dharma, do you? I don't think it would be nice trying to get into the head of Dharma. Didn't do it pretty well, though. Oh, he did a, he did a great job. He, um, he did, once, he, like, his facial mannerisms and stuff, it was creepy as hell, but I'm sure, I may have said this on the podcast last time, so if I repeat myself, I apologise, but the amount of times he slipped through the net was so ridiculous. He should have been caught about 20 times, and not only that, he had been caught several times for sleeping with underage boys and things like that, but... He was caught, his neighbour, who was an absolute legend, she? she was brilliant. She yeah. um she put up with that for all that time and she constantly called the police and they never did anything. The whole place stunk of death. And one day, one of the one of the kids he was with was fourteen. The young Chinese lad, I think he was. Laoshin. You know his name? No, that was what he was from, he was Laoshin. Alright. <laughs> Oh, yes, you're right, Laos. Oh, from Laos. I get you, I yeah. get you. Um, he, he managed to escape. I do actually remember his name. His name was Sam Sog. How did... I'm telling you, you need to watch Rain Man. <laughs> um, he managed Wait, to no. escape. That was... He was convicted of sleeping with the underage boy. That was his Sam brother. Sog. And his brother was a 14-year-old. And his name... I don't know when it's kids. You you've got a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and so he'd already done it to the family once, and then he did it to the family again. The kid managed to escape, even drugged out of his eyeballs. And his neighbour and her daughter was downstairs, and she said, "Right, I'm calling the police." And they flagged down the police. The police came, and they let him back in so that he could kill him. This was Conorak. Conorak. Yeah. I always thought his name was Conrad, but I was like, that's a bit weird for a guy from Laos. That's a bit weird for a guy from Laos. Um, yeah, and they let him back in. To, we're not even meant to be reviewing Dharma. <laughs> nah, this is going to take a lot longer than an hour. Yeah, that's going to take an hour and ten. <laughs> um, Cabinet of Curiosities, which was a, it, it came out at Halloween. It was on. Is it a curious cabinet? Yeah, actually, the cabinet on the thing is awesome. It's the thing I enjoy most about the show. It's this big, massive, really intricate cabinet that comes on at the beginning, and it opens in different ways, and different props come out for the uh, for the die. Well, it's it's Guillermo del Toro of um, Labyrinth, not that Labyrinth, Pan's Labyrinth, sorry, and several other. He's a, he's a very dark director but i think he's the producer on these and there's eight different ones that all have different directors all different stories i won't go massively into detail about them but they are worth watching we've, we've not seen them all yet we've only seen about four i think four of the eight but the ones we've watched are very entertaining there's one i can't it may be called something like skin deep uh, you press that doing um, oh, <laughs> um, and it's the girl who used to be uh, Raj Kuthrapali's girlfriend in uh, oh ratty one yes I mean uh, well that uh, it's not very nice to call someone ratty but that's the whole point for being in this is that she looks very strange and she starts using this lotion to help her become beautiful 
and it is the weirdest story. Me and your mum finished watching it and we went to bed and we were like, what the hell just happened? We just sat there looking at the ceiling going, what, what did we just watch? That's what will happen with an un- with an upcoming mention. With an upcoming mention? Yeah. Um, I've just started watching Devil's Hour with Peter Capaldi. I've only done an episode and a half. The reviews are like, oops, pardon me, drop my pen. The reviews are like nine, nine and ten out of ten. I don't get that thus far, so I'm not going to go too much further into detail with it. The Watcher on Netflix. Everybody went a bit mad for it. I watched it all while we were away. On the Isle of Lewis. Which, your mum's, that's the way your mum said it every time we said the Isle of Lewis. Yep. Um, and I watched that in the evenings before I went to sleepage. It actually, it, it, it ramped up for a while, but it kind of became a bit of a wet fish. Wet fish. Yeah. It's, it's about a family that kind of overstretched to get this big, beautiful house in the, in the burbs. And, um, and lots of bad things happen. And they keep getting all these, they keep getting these letters from The Watcher. Nobody knows who The Watcher is. It was kind of, in. it started off okay, and then it ramped up a bit in the middle, and then it kind of fell flat on its ass at the end. So, would I recommend watching it? Yes, but it wasn't the greatest. Um, and then, what I should really do is put my glasses on so that I can see. I've now become one of those people that has a pair of glasses in every room because I'm getting that blind. Apparently that's what happens when you're nearly 50. Oh, don't say that. Nearly 50, bloody hell. <laughs> um, Alaskan Bush People is back on. We've only watched the first couple, but I think this is going to be the last series. Anybody that doesn't know of it, it's about a family that kind of grew up a bit feral in the wilds of Alaska. Yeah, the dad was... Uh, no, that's a different one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Alaska The Last Frontier is about the Kilchers. Um... They are a Swiss family that I moved. I just remember a random show. Uh, well, we what we do watch about. I think in total we watch about thirty Alaska-based programs. They're all equally boring to me. Really. Oh, honestly, go back to day one and start watching Gold Rush. Gold Rush is amazing, and essentially every single episode is the same. It's people looking for gold. Some people failing to find gold, some people getting a lot of gold and sluicing and fixing wash plants. And it's the same thing every episode. And I've watched like 10 seasons of it. And now I watch offshoots of it, like Whitewater and uh, what's the other one? Oh, there's Gold Divers as well, because Gold Divers is awesome too, but that's, that's sea dredging. Anyway, I've gone off a bit of a cliff here. Yeah. Alaskan Bush People is about the Brown family and uh, the Discovery have been following them for about six seasons or something. The, the patriarch, Billy Brown, died last year. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, and now they're all kind of in disarray. And they don't live in Alaska anymore. They had to move away because of Army's health. And now they live in a mountain in Montana or somewhere like that. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, they were meant to be building this big 
meant to be building another brown town is what they used to call uh, well when i think about it now brown town just sounds like a terrible name for a toilet or something yeah uh, excuse me, I'll be back in five minutes. I'm going to Browntown. <laughs> um, I think that could be a name for the podcast, Browntown. <laughs> I, I need to go to Browntown. <laughs> um, and now that the dad has died, uh, they've all kind of decided they want to go back to Alaska. And the mum's just going to end up there on her own while everybody else buggers off back to Alaska. Anyway, that's, that's Alaskan bush people. It's worth watching just because they all have kind of strange accents because they grew up in the wild. They're, they're from America, but they have these strange accents that they just learned on VHS videos. And they just have this weird, weird way of speaking. It's very bizarre. Breaking Bad. We watched Breaking Bad. <coughs> Would you care to chip in on that? Breaking Bad. We're watching it. <laughs> Can I just say that your um, uh, your additions to this podcast so far have been sublime? I've been trying to look at something for one of my sections. Ah, oh, doing research during the podcast, eh? Yeah, well, you're always talking about weird TV shows that you've watched, and I've not watched them, so. Yeah, but you've got a turkey with a Christmas hat, uh, no, with a fez and a pair of glasses on your hoodie. Yeah. And ten points for the first person that gets that reference. Yeah, so we've been we're we're still going through Breaking Bad. We are mid season four, because we can only really watch yes. it here and there. Whenever we get, uh, we only manage to get two or three in a week. Um, and we are mid season four, which is really ramping up. That is some some of my favorite episodes are on yeah. the way. And then season five, which I haven't seen in a good while, so I'm really looking forward to that. So we'll we'll have another one of them tonight as well. <coughs> Please excuse my coffee. The Peripheral, I just started watching, but I, um, I, I I watched the first one and really enjoyed it, and I couldn't get a decent stream on the second one for some reason. Um, it is Chloe Grace Moretz, originally of, ah, uh, of Hit Girl fame. People are going to be wondering <laughs> why I just made a <laughs> mad noise. I was poking Corey in the stomach because he was yawning. I don't know why it required. Um, I don't know why it requ- required. Re- why can't I speak? Required a soundtrack, but it did. He sounded like he sounded like Waluigi. Waluigi. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, the the peripheral is Chloe Grace Moretz, formerly of Hit Girl fame. Um, she plays a kind of master gamer, but in a in a kind of future where. Uh, she gets this new headset and it pretty much puts you in the game. But I think what it's trying to say is that once you are in the game, you are absolutely in it. If you die, you die, kind of thing. Which That's is kind of like a copy of Anonymous. Uh, and Tron, I think as well. It's a copy of Tron and Sword Art Online. Fun fact: Sword Art Online has an anime about a guy going into a headset that makes you go into the game, and then he tries to leave it, but you're not allowed to leave it, or you die. Uh-huh. And yeah, it does sound similar. And the date that it was supposed to happen was actually two days ago. Two days ago in real that, time? That was the, yeah, that was, it was all set in uh, the 6th of November on 2022. So I was quite paranoid to use my outfit two days ago, I'm not going to lie. You, you are, you are just a, a fact master. Anyway, I will come I back. I will come back to the peripheral when I can actually manage to watch more than one. There has been about four, but I need to. 
I need to be able to watch them. Here's one that I did. Well, Keith suggested it, and I was planning on watching it anyway. Quantum Leap, the new Quantum Leap. Yes, I did see about that. You want to see in the original, will you? No, I'm not. Uh, the original was brilliant, and it felt like it was on for your entire life. Every story was... There was a Quantum Leap machine, and the man who made it, Sam... Can't remember his second name. He went into the Quantum Leap machine, and then he would do a leap into somebody else's body. And whoever's body he went into... He would have to live their life and figure out what it was that needed to change in because to change in that person, because they kind they kind of uh, that person that, that he was in the body of needed to be saved some way or another, but he needed to figure it out. He had a bit of help from a a master computer called Ziggy and Al, a kind of AI that helped him from time to time. The new one is the same premise. And I thought it was going to be awful, and I'm four in, and it's actually quite good, because they've stuck to the same storyline. Just to completely digress off this, I just remembered something that I saw a couple of days ago. As you know, I've just finished my 58th run through of uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. And I recently realised something, after what having watched uh, New Girl. Yeah. There is a scene that actually involves Jessica. There is a scene that so, involves Jessica? Yeah. Because... Oh, I remember this! That's that's actually her. No, this is Schmidt's mom's car, and I'm more scared of her than I am of some two-bit thug! Oh, so uh, yes. She's actually playing the character. I remember that when there was a crossover. Cool. It's, it's I, pretty cool. I've, I've, saw that, I've saw that scene 58 times. No, 57 times before. Uh, having watched New Girl and then watched that, so can I just ask one question? What's wrong with you? How do you watch things so many times? I get <coughs> bored and I have an eidetic memory. Well, I think we figured that one out already, eh? Anyway, so yeah, the the new Quantum Leap. Anybody that's thinking about it, any of all you people out there that listen to this podcast. Which is, which is, I think, on the last podcast, about seven. Um, Quantum Leap was pretty good. I'm enjoying it so far. Handmaid's Tale, I'm still trooping through the latest season. It's one of those things, The Handmaid's Tale. I think it's one of the greatest bits of television ever made. It, it's completely and utterly digressed from the original Margaret Atwood novel, of which I've read the uh, one and two. Um... Of course, it had to in order to make good television, and they've progressed it further, much further than it, it went in the it went in the books. But um, it's it's just so dark, and the fact that these things could happen and well do happen in other countries. The the kind of the Gilead that the the uh, that becomes a subsection of America is happening in other countries. So the fact that it can happen is utterly terrifying. But everybody that's in it is just... They're, they're all amazing actors, and it's a great story. And um, I would always give it 10 out of 10, but it always leaves me feeling a bit dark and cold. 
I have just remembered. I don't think last time. Rick and Morty season six was out. No, it was just about to, I think. It is. I have watched the six episodes, six or five episodes that have came out before it went on a break from October to November 20th, which is actually in 12 days, so I'm very happy. What else was there? There was something else that was just coming out that you was about to watch as well, was there not? Big Mouth. Oh, Big Mouth, I Watched it, loved it. Rick and Morty actions, but I had to write a horror story in my English class, so I just stole one of the Rick and Morty episodes and wrote off it. That's called plagiarism. I stole the idea. No, that's okay. Not the concept. Well, yeah, actually, the concept, not the idea. Well, that's all right. If you look, if you look at my, if you look at my book, every bit of it is stolen. If you, if you look into it, well, anything that's about a serial killer, um, well, anything that's about anything, it all comes from somewhere. It's it's like every song. Every song that is ever written, there's an inspiration comes from someone down the line. The same with every movie, the same with every everything. Almost nothing these days is original. That's why you find so few movies these days that are good. Because everything has been done. So it's just a, normally a slight twist on something or an inspiration of something that created something else. Well, I am... It's a comparison. I've been writing about a like, 10-year-old black kid called Joseph who went to sleep... And everybody woke up and they were all serial killers. They all wanted to kill each other. Everybody in the entire world. Oh. Because, well, it's slowly hunting out that he read on the back of his dad's newspaper that is for a fact nobody actually reads the newspaper by the way, uh, that you swallow, fun fact, you swallow up to seven spiders each night while sleeping. Oh, so I've everybody, every single night who swallows a spider all wants to kill each other now. That won't bode well with you. You're not a big fan no, of the no, spider. No, no, it won't. I, I truly do not believe in that one single bit. I don't think that's right. No, I don't, I don't think so either. There are no spiders in my room because I keep them in my room. <laughs> How'd you do that? Hypnotism. I, I did once think about... Big slipper. <laughs> <laughs> one time I, I, I killed one, put it on a toothpick and just put it outside my window to ward off others. To warn the others. That's, that... that's not real, by the way. I'm not an idiot, but I'll be funny. Now, uh, that is um, that is exactly what uh, you know the well the real Dracula Vlad the Impaler yeah. that's what I he used to do but with human heads yeah well <laughs> don't think I go in there either that's that's like one of those things I say that I did things I don't actually do them it's ridiculous but recently I did not recently like a couple of months ago before the summer holidays I told my friend Joseph that in primary school I'm pretty sure he said I, I just called I just called Beth Pleth. And I was like, I used to know a guy called Pleth. And I was like, what? I was like, I used to know a guy called Pleth. His name was Pleth. <laughs> and then I made up a whole elaborate story about this Pleth. And do you believe me entirely? He laughed about it for the next about year until I told him, Joseph, that was a joke. There's no Pleth. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm like, are you an idiot? You, you sound like me. I do that to your mum all the time. I just, it, it, it's not lying. It's just coming up with really silly... The, the amount of stupidly elaborate stories I've told your mum, and sometimes she doesn't even... Uh, uh, she doesn't realise until a good while later that I was talking absolute nonsense. I just make up words and all kinds of things. I once told mum that Baby Seagull was called something really weird, and she still believes me to this day. I never told her it was wrong. 
She probably said that to people. I, I once told her that um, a Ferrari was uh, a really fast horse gallop. <laughs> she believed that as well. I, one of the worst things I said, I'm trying to remember slowly. I, had, I did tell her something really stupid once, and she completely believed me. Your mum is a very believing person, though. It's it's not because she's daft, because she's clever as anything. She's got two degrees. Um, but she's uh, she's very trusting. That's two the degrees thing. of what? Separation. I have drums upstairs. I know, you should have just brought down your drum <laughs> <Yeah>. kit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're almost there with TV, so we, we shouldn't be too much longer. The Patient with Steve Carell. This is about a psychotherapist. Uh, or psychiatrist, one or two, I can't, I can't remember, um, who is Steve Carell, who is one of the best in his field. He's not in a field before, don't don't go there. He's, he's just one, he's an outstanding uh, psychiatrist. And there's a guy that's been coming to see him, very strange, always wears glasses. He's trying to help him, but he's not really getting anywhere. And then one day he wakes up and he is in this guy's basement. And he's chained to the bed, and he has took him as like his own private, uh, his own private psychiatrist. Um, that obviously can't leave, and it's because he's a serial killer. He he wants to stop being a serial killer, and he needs Steve Carell to help him stop being a serial killer. It I, was okay. I think I remember. Oh yeah, it was. We were, uh, me and my friends were just, we were being really stupid and looking at the, we just looked up images of, uh, like, pill bottles and looked at the backs of some of them to see what stupid things were in the tiny fine print. <coughs> there was a lot of bad stuff, but one of the, one of the worst was, it was for gym supplements. And one of them was literally, it literally just said on it, this should only ever be taken alone in a field. <laughs> I was like, what the... alone in a field yeah what does that do to you make you into cow (laughs) does it make you into cow (laughs) Um, the the patient kind of it it is and it's not worth watching It's, it's good and it's a bit creepy but a lot of the backstory was about um, Steve Carell's family. He's his son had gone to. Uh, they were Jewish, but he'd gone to like a, a seriously Orthodox Jew who are very very devout, and he didn't like the fact that he'd done that, and uh, he'd fell out with his son and his daughter, and his wife had just died. There was a lot of darkness in it. Let's put it that way. Uh, anyway, that's that. Only a couple left on this. I'll just I'll just shoot over this because uh, Master Chef, the professionals, has just started. It's, it's Master Chefs, but they're professionals. They are. It's 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 not your average home cook. It's the it's the big boys, which is my favourite one. Cause you get to see some seriously good food. You think you'd do well on Master Chef pros? Me? Oh no, I'm not a pro. I never trained as a chef. I I did a lot of chefing and cooking whilst working in hotels and I have cooked for a long time but I've never trained so you can't be a chef unless you're a trained unless you're classically trained I think you'd be a good master chef I think I'd be okay I would never do it because I couldn't put myself out there like that you see if somebody if, if Greg said um, if Greg said I'm sorry but that batter is burned 
I don't like your buttery biscuit bites. Yeah. I would punch him in the nose. I'd take his glasses off first before <laughs> I did. And then I'd, while he's on the floor, I'd smack him on his bottle head. Lots of times. <laughs> and then I'd say, do you want to stand up and tell me about that buttery biscuit base again? And he'd stand up and he'd say, oh, that's lovely, Mark. That's lovely. Make me another one of them. No, I think actually the security would come through and kick you out and you'd probably go to jail. They wouldn't because I'd kung fu dunk every one of them. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I'll, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it to. Um... So right now, did you just think about Duncan being in kung fu? See what I mean? I know things, even though I don't. All right, Doug. Actually, How you I doing, Doug? I think I can remember everything. Doing kung fu, Doug. I can remember everything possible, as long as it's past at least a three-day period. Can't remember anything in the last three days that I've done. Anything past that, from like ten years ago, I can still probably remember. I know you do come up with some strange things every now and again. You will just come up with things that I haven't thought of for 10 years. It's mostly because I haven't thought of them for 10 years. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's a good and a bad thing. It's a, it's, the, the brain is a strange thing. I can't, I can't remember nothing. I mean, I mean, I can remember what I did yesterday. And every now and again, I get flashes of things that have happened in my childhood and one thing or another and different memories. But aside from that, my memory is awful. Um, so oh last two I'll save that one for last because that requires some discussing me and your mum have been watching Yellowstone she pretty much <clears throat> made me watch it and um, I didn't like it at first if I'm honest the first couple of seasons I love the idea of it I like the idea of just watching people on horses Riding round in beautiful spaces, which uh, it's it's actually Utah, but it's meant to be Montana. Um, I've always wanted to go to that side of America and see just the the absolute majesty of the mountains and the fields and the um, and the terrain. But it's so horrible. It's it's uh, meant to be about ranching, and oh, I don't know whether this is real or not, but it, it, they make out that ranching is like pretty much just murdering everybody in the world. We've time this, so this will the hour mark will be past when it's six. Dong. I don't know why they required a dong. You, it was a big dong, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and. The first couple of series, I really couldn't stand anybody in it, and I didn't want anyone to do well because it just seems like they all just shoot each other. Everybody just shoots everybody all the time. It was now. Don't get me wrong, because that happens in Justified too. But the difference is in the name, because in Justified, it's Justified. justified. Why is it Justified? And also, it's Walton Goggins. So. You know, what can you, what can you do? Walton Goggins could be in anything and do anything, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I also, yeah, he's got the best name ever. Can you imagine if his second name was Goggins? I'd call myself, well, he's called Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins is a good name, but what else could you be? You could be George and they could call you God Goggins. <laughs> or Bobby. Bobby Goggins. <laughs> Bobby Goggins. Oh, yes, that's the name. Let's have that. <laughs> Bobby Goggins. Unless we come up with one better along the way. What did we have before? Um, Can't remember. I think it was like Brown Town or something. Brown Town. 
Or, or it could be called Brown Town with Bobby Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> it probably wasn't Brown Town. I'm just making that up. No, it's true. It's true. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was. Um, as as Yellowstone gets better, that season two and three. Oh, I said that the wrong way around. <coughs> as Yellowstone gets further on, season three and four. Sorry, I find the story gets a lot better. Excuse me while I sup some coffee. Oh, thank you. Don't hug me, I'm scared. Oh. You introduced me to this. I didn't. I said, is that Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? Take a look at that for a second to see if it was a new series. You then proceeded to watch it, hate it, and love it. No, I love it. But it's bizarre. Also, you've missed you missed out on the... The last two episodes are the best. They're so fun. I know. I'm still. I'm still to watch them, but it's 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 kind of. At one point, the big red guy just throws someone out the window. It's a, a kind window. of up there with salad fingers. No, because salad fingers is the best like horror work ever, and it's amazing. It's just weird. I can't. If you ask me to describe it, I can't. It's three friends that live in a room that don't really know each other. Don't know anything about each other. For example, I think it's the second one. Um, what's the name of the guy? Oh, you don't know his name, do you? But he gets a different name put on his gravestone. His, uh, his heart did, falls out and he dies. What did they put on his... I think they put David on his... David. Yeah. They said, no, the coffin speaks to him. And the coffin says, no, my name's David. What's your name? And it, it, it's all... Well, I, just, I can't even describe it. That guy dies, then the other guys get sad, and then he drives he drives the coffin so mad by ringing an emergency bell while he's six foot under. <laughs> yeah. um, one of his other pals comes and digs him up, and then he's alive again, but there's already a different version of him that has grown out of... What is it, like, past... Uh, what they call it? Uh, it was like a little plasticine guy. Yeah, a little plasticine guy. And I, I, I don't even have words to describe it. It's, you can't stop watching it because it's so utterly bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but every, every single story is equally as weird. Like the one where they just, they all of a sudden just get thrust into working in this place and the red guy becomes boss. But there's no reason why they end up working in this place. It's just crazy. I can't really, I can't really explain it any better than that. Cause it's, it, it just sounds like I'm completely barking mad. But I said it. They they did a very good job at actually like stopping the names of the people hmm. because at one point when they're typing in well David's name, which isn't actually David, <laughs> apparently that's just the name that was on the tombstone. Uh. They just put like a bunch of smiley faces on a keyboard, and write it in. And then, with I have a short clip up when they're typing in the yellow guy's name, they just do millions and millions of letters. It's just this is the clip. Remember the hyphen. Yeah, yeah, the hyphen. Just types in millions of random letters. It's quite, it's quite hard to know. Remember the hyphen. And I think the red guy's name is just Red, literally. Oh, it's just called Red. Um, that's Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Just um, 
<clears throat> just watch it. What was it? What was it on? Was that Netflix? Uh, it was on four. I know oh, yeah. It, was on, it took many it was on, hours trying to... Oh, it was on four and all four wasn't working for some reason, was it? That's why we didn't finish them. I had to watch it in Spanish, but it, it, it was like <laughs> no, it, we were. It was supposed it to be in Spanish. Spanish subtitles, but there were no Spanish subtitles. Yeah, so it wasn't in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was don't hug me. I'm scared. It's 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 one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen, but it was brilliant at the same time. I've got I've got a new. Uh, uh, it's not really a new section because I've done this before. But the ones that I've missed out are things that I'm still to watch. Uh, one's just came out called The Mosquito Coast, which is a famous film from years ago with Harrison Ford about a family that just move out to, I think it's like an island off South America somewhere. And they've got this great idea of living off the land and all this, and it all turns a bit ugly. So I'm going to try that. Your mum loved Mosquito Coast, the film. Um, I'm I'm going to watch the new Hellraiser, although I have absolutely no confidence whatsoever that it's going to be any any good because you can't beat the original Hellraiser one. I've got something from the movie section. I forgot that. Oh yeah, go for it. In my philosophical studies film thing class, what is it? It's taught by a big bald man. From he's very English. He's very English. Uh, and is it not going in? Mr. Thomas. Miss Thomas? Mr. Mr. Thomas. I didn't even know that you had a philosophical film class. I don't even think it's film. It's just like P something. P. I know it's not PSE because that's like... I, I think it's the philosophical, religion, religious, moral thing. Oh, it's the religious, religious and moral studies. But also very, very sad little shout out because... Honestly, there's a teacher in our school called Mr. Smith. He he has the form of an M M&M, and M. So he just he just sort of wobbles about. A barrel classes. with arms and legs. He is a sub. He's very nice. He's a very nice guy. He always gives me a fist bump when I go past him. Oh, nice. But he has recently went to Belmont. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why. And I was like, I thought about it. Whenever he goes into someone's class, they get very happy because he lets you do nothing. He's not a good teacher. He cannot teach. Uh, I'm pretty sure they sacked him, honestly. Oh, that's a but dip, that's he a went dip, away to Belmont, so they said, "Oh, it's because he's a RE teacher, and we found a new RE teacher to cover for him because he's just a cover." He wasn't an RE teacher. I'm pretty sure he was just sacked. But oh, that's a shame. That's a shame because it's, it's very hard to find a good teacher. There's some. You've got to. There's a fine line between actually being really good and connecting with your students. One thing, our our head of maths. He's, he knows maths. He knows it extremely well. I would hope so. But he cannot teach. He cannot teach. He's such a bad teacher. He just... I'm not in his class anymore, but according to my friends who are idiots and top set, for what reason, I don't know. Also, there is a test. If I do well on it, I will be ahead of them, thankfully. So nice. I'll be back in top set. Good, good. Uh, but, yeah, I was talking about... Yeah, the film. Yeah, film that is. And is letting us watch the Matrix, which is very nice. Now yeah, you've I'm already old. seen the Matrix with us, have you not? Yeah, but I didn't really comprehend it. I was like seven. Yeah, it's a bit of a. It's also, to like your head round. Back then, I just don't comprehend movies. The only one I can remember is Monsters vs Aliens because of what, I can't even remember that. Remember the song to do with pumpkins. I could probably still tell you the script from start to finish right now. I, I was I was doing something yesterday. I can. Pretty much just recite every single world, every single world, 
every single word to all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <coughs> Literally all that of That doesn't surprise me. And that's about like 9,000 words. No, even more. That's like 90,000 words. I did, you a, I did you a big thingy quiz the other day, didn't I? Yeah, uh, I got like 30 out of 40, but half of them were just... No, I think, you got four, I think you got 42 out of 50, but there were some seriously uh, bizarre questions in there. I digress. Go ahead. Right, yeah. Let's. Uh, 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 no. So, what you what do you think about um? What do you think? What did you think about the Matrix anyway? Not finished it. It's pretty good. What I've seen so far. It's, it, it is good. It's a bit of a. When it first came out, I watched. I watched it at the premiere in Glasgow, and um, I came out of it, and I was kind of like, I'm not sure whether I like that or not. I think it just messed with my brain a bit, and um, like bit by bit, and watching more times over the years, it's it, it's a great film. I didn't like the following ones yeah. if if you watch the follow-ups it gets too much co- just too confusing um but anyway yeah the other things i need to watch <clears throat> i just i just use to make jokes about lawrence uh, about lawrence fresh brown's teeth a lot yeah. people that i don't like so uh hellraiser yes there's a there's a biopic or a or a biopic depending on which way you want to say it about Weird Al Yankovic that's just come out. I did see that. I intend on watching that. Is he still uh, alive? Yeah, yeah, he's still going, yeah. He's, he, I think he's nearly died a few times because he was, uh, I think he had a bit of a drug problem for a wee while. I mean, you've heard some of his songs. Of course he did. Oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But it's uh, it's about how he got going because everybody at first, I've seen the trailer of it and it was basically him as a kid and he's just copying everyone's songs and changing the words. And everybody's like, we stopped doing that. That's really annoying. Stop changing people's words. There's a, it's a good song for a reason. Leave it alone. And he's like, no, but that's what I want to do. And everybody was like, no, don't. That's just stupid. But of course he did. And look at him now. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a good story. I will have a watch of that. And um, yet another one of the Kevin Smith classics is Clerks 3 Clerks. or Clarks 3, depending on what you want to call the, it. The, for some reason, the only thing that people actually know Kevin Smith from. Because people don't watch many of Dogma? They're very... Dogma's genius? The rest of them are very... They're very good, but... Clerks 3 is the only one that's a bit extremely widely watched. Oh, the, the, Clerks 3 has a huge cult following. I did actually... I did actually usually... Uh, usually? Recently watch one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen made by kids. Oh, yeah. Tusk. It's horrible. Why? Why? I told you, it was all it was all born from a podcast while he was stoned. But it's like the worst thing ever. I know, but make that? They just, he, he was stoned and they were just talking about it on Hollywood Babylon and they came up with this ridiculous story of a man becoming a walrus. Basically just... And then Kevin Smith, in the way he does, he went, I'm going to make that movie. And then, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm in pre-production of Tosk. And they're like... You're not seriously gonna make that, are you? And he's like, "Yeah, well, and have you seen all the people who were in it?" Yeah, well, it's Haley Joel Osment. Uh, well, who was the guy, the interviewer? Because I know him from something. But I can't remember what. The interviewer. Yeah, the, the guy that became the walrus. That's. Um, I know him very. He's from Justin Long. He's been in quite a few things. He's he's a great actor. He he had an Oscar nomination for. Uh, Million dollar baby. Basically, just because I'm because I'm like I know everything, I can pretty much lay down the plot. And he was. It's all ridiculous. Uh, it's utterly ridiculous. But there's little there's little bits all the way through the film, like Haley Joel Osment's um, 
phone goes off and the ringtone is one of the is one of the jingles from Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. But it's basically And of course it has Ralph Garman in there a couple of times. Um and oh yeah, Johnny I forgot Depp. John, Johnny Depp as well. He plays a he plays a oh. a really weird a really weird Canadian uh uh Canadian uh, detective called Gila Point. And he I don't he loves working with uh uh he loves working with Kevin Smith. He he's he said in interviews before he could if he could if he could make movies for the rest of his life with one person it would be Kevin Smith. And their daughters are best friends. Not that I'm a stalker fanboy or anything. Uh basically interviewer for a radio yeah. goes to see Guy. Can't remember why, but it does. It does have a very sad story about oh he knew a walrus and then the walrus died. <laughs> then afterwards has dinner with him. Uh wakes up later after he's passes after he's passed out, so the guy says he'd been bitten by a spider. He then reveals to the interviewer that he didn't want to say it on the radio show, but he actually ended up killing the walrus by accident. I don't think it was by accident. Then the guy takes Figures out that he's in a wheelchair, takes a blanket off of his legs, and they're literally walrus. <laughs> then he gets wheeled through some place where the guy tells him his plan to make him into a walrus, makes him into the most disgusting, horrible form of a life form ever, <laughs> tortures him extremely horribly, and makes some of the most disturbing sounds ever. And the people find out that he's a walrus, and then they, they go to the guy's house, well, his old girlfriend, they go to the guy's house. And then they just see like a little cage with some water next to it. They throw a bit of fish in, and a massive, evil, horrible walrus man comes out, and then just looks at them, and then the film ends. <laughs> they send him to a zoo in the end. Like, can you not see that that's a man taped to a walrus? <laughs> it, it it was very disturbing. There's no doubt about that. But, but I do like the way you did it. I didn't think you could possibly make a film the way, because at the time when he was talking about it, I remember it all. And then I was like, yeah, of course, you're not going to make a film about that. And when it came out, I could not wait to see it just to see what an abomination this thing could be. And it truly was. But um, anyway, yes, Clerks 3. I'm going to give that a watch because out of all Kevin Smith's body of work, Clerks is not my favourite. It's pure dialogue. It's nothing but banter and dialogue and back and forth, back and forth. Uh, with with Dante and um, the other guy that works in... Oh, I don't know, sorry, I forgot his name. He's and Jane Silent Bob outside, of course, the whole time. He's the brother in Alpha and the Chipmunks. I've watched too much Alpha and the Chipmunks, <coughs> that's why I know. Also, um, you said Justin Long was in Million Dollar Baby. Why is he in a film called Trump Baby? <laughs> what is Trump Baby? He was, also, he was also one of the gym guys in Dodgeball. Yeah, I did see that. Which also in IMDb is called Playing Dodgeball with Ben Stiller. That's Playing Dodgeball? Hmm. Bizarre. No, that's literally the whole name. It's literally just wrote out Playing Dodgeball with Ben Stiller. So, yes, I'm going to watch Clerks 3 um, because it's got... Apparently, Clerks 3 is a complete and utter... Uh, uh, a, a completely flipped because it's turned into the story of... You remember a couple of years ago, Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack on stage and nearly died? I heard about it. Didn't see it. He's done that to one of the characters that works in the that works in the the store. Um, and 
he's he's the guy who is I think it's Dante uh, uh, Dante or Randall, one of them. I think it's I think it's I think it's Randall. He is a complete and utter asshole. There's no two ways about it. He's a horrible human being. The way he speaks to people is despicable. Nice. And then he drops down having a heart attack. And basically it's Kevin Smith's story told through him and how he has to get fitter and try and be a better person. Anyway, apparently it's, it's, he's done it quite well. Apparently it's uh, pretty good. Anyway, we need to motor on because we've been, we're at an hour and 12. I do, I do have one big section to talk about as my game oh, of that's, the year. Oh, that's, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that's you to that. Um so, Podcast. I'm not really listening to anything new. The only thing is that I've caught up on Wolf and Al, Ramesh and Tom. Uh, music. I'll go through these quickly because uh, there is a new first aid kit album out called Palomino that I've been looking forward to and I've listened to it several times and it's brilliant. Going watching first aid kit in two weeks. Oh yeah. Next week also we have Nat Eyed Red, who is one of your mum's TikTok people. Um, oh, yeah. Then we have uh, the World Collide Tour with Evanescence and Within Temptation, which has been put off for about three years now, so I'll find a game to watch that. And um, also we're going to a comedy gig to see Glenn Moore. Are we? Uh, you're not, sorry. Oh. Uh, you're still... <laughs> I think that's actually this Saturday. Um, but it's oh. on in the afternoon. It's on at like four in the afternoon. It's, oh, uh, well, it's like a matinee comedy show. It's stand-up Glenn Moore. Glenn Moore is... He's a brilliant comedian and he's on TV all the time now. But he's kind of made his bones on the Dave Berry show in the morning on Absolute Radio. He's the newsreader on there, but he's a he's a full time he's a full time comedian. He's very, very sharp, very quick. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, very quick bit of UFC. TJ watch TJ Dillashaw against what's his name? Edwards? Um, Leon. Hmm? Leon. Leon Edwards. Embarrassed himself really. Well, he, he went he, he in. Did well. <coughs> he went in with a completely knackered shoulder, and the first punch he threw, he put his shoulder out, dislocated. He just needs to stop. But it's it's still it, it, will, it shows how completely insane he is and how hard he is. He did about three rounds with that shoulder out, and managed to not get not get the crap beaten out of him. But I think his days are numbered. If he was still in his prime and still in this mindset, he'd probably be jumping by now. But. Uh, and that's that's really the only one that I've watched because um, I couldn't really find any way of watching it. Um, one last one is that uh, the England Rugby League squad is through to the semi-finals against Samoa. And judging by that, the first match they had was against Samoa. And they beat them 64-4, I think. So if things work out the same, Excuse me. Then England will be in the Rugby League World Cup final. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Uh, the only problem is, is that it will. The other semi-final is Australia versus the Kiwis. The Kangaroos versus the bloody Kiwis. So, I would say that'll be Australia. So it's going to be England versus Australia well, in the final. Program, I don't know. Um, so. So yeah, uh, there's there's a chance. There's always a chance because England are playing really well, but the Australians are the world masters when it comes to rugby league. And now I shall leave it to you, my son. Game of the year. Game of the it's year. It's coming up. The game of the year for twenty twenty two. I would like to lay down a lot of facts about 
the two, well, to lay down what it's like for two of the games that are, well, very much in the right. It's basically just all dealt down to uh, three games. One is Stray, which is what I'm not going to lay down because I've never played it. It's about a cat just going through stuff. It's about a cat, yeah. That's all I really know. It's it's just a cat going through adventures slowly. It's it's probably it's got beautiful graphics and a really nice story. It's got a nice feel to it. But I've never played it, so I wouldn't really know. Right. The other two games are, of course, Elden Ring, which I believe and want to win because Elden Ring is there's sort of a trend going on in gaming at the moment. Anything that comes out that's new, people just seem to hate it for that reason. It's not as good as the original. Yes, it is. It's better. Just because it's popular. You just don't like it because it's popular. Yeah. People are all like, because God of War's not came out in quite a while. And the whole Elden Ring Dark Souls thing has had Sekiro, which was also made by the same people. That's just because people are bored and have so, nothing better to say or do. It's all just... Actually, God of War is the second game that's in my running that I was going to talk about. But it's all God of War. This is going to win because we don't like Elden Ring... You've never played it. You're just, just annoying. You tell them, son. You tell them. The Elden Ring is... Well... The Elden Ring is forged. It's shattered. And then I fight people who give me rage. So that I may get the Elden Ring. Which I do. I get it for 110 hours in total. But the Elden Ring is literally the best game ever. I thought that Shadow of Mordor... And Binding of Isaac would be my top two favourite games of all time. The Binding of Isaac in your top games? I love the Binding of Isaac so much. I, I know it's good, but it's not really a feast for the eyes. It's like a 16-bit Amiga it's game. perfect. It's perfect. And Shadow of Mordor, which I digress on to say that Shadow of War is so... It's probably alright, but it's just not as good as the first one. Shadow of Mordor was game of the year that year. And it's amazing. I love it. It's the second best game of all time. To Elden Ring. Next, I am... Firewatch? <laughs> I don't even hear what you said. I just heard Firewatch. Firewatch? Firewatch was brilliant. Next, I'm going to talk about the new uh, God of War, which... God of War Ragnarok. I would have gotten it if it wasn't a PS5 exclusive, such as Ghost of Tsushima. I want... It's so hard to say, but I want to play it so badly. Is, is that not... Is that not... Cold Fish? Tsushima. Tsushima. Ghost of. Uh, also Bloodborne. That's part of the Soulsborne thing. Dark Souls. It's widely considered better than Elden Ring and the best Soulsborne game, but I've never played it because I don't have a PlayStation. So, so you can't even get it for PC? No. PS only? It's PlayStation exclusive. God of War. God of War is on Steam, but God of War Ragnarok is not. It'll probably be out in a couple of years on Steam. Pain. I have. I'm probably just gonna end up. If I don't find anything by Christmas, I'm going to be getting Cyberpunk, and Elden Ring for my PC. If I don't find something to replace Elden Ring, because I don't really, I do want to get it. It's just if I find a better game that I've never played, I probably won't get that. Why don't you get a job and buy a PlayStation Five? Well, you see, I can't do that. Amazing. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. The last God of War, it was Kratos helping Atreus to kill Baldur, I swear. I swear. I believe. Baldur's like... I, I, when I first saw him, I thought he looked exactly like Conor McGregor. Really. 
he's he's like a god of time. This is this is just God of War, not the new one. Uh, it's sort of just beats the crap out of. Uh, well, let's put it this way. Well, Atreus is. I think Atreus is his son. He is Kratos' son. Kratos is the main God of War, by the way. And it is actually revealed in the new game that everybody else calls him Loki. So I think he actually is Loki. But Kratos calls him Atreus. It's all Norse. Also, this is Baldur. I thought. I just thought he looked like he looks like Conor McGregor. He does look like Conor McGregor. Like a lot more went in game. But with better tattoos. Yeah, really. They're probably not as annoying. He's the god of flight and purity, even though he's a hateful evil man. Oh, the new game is still about Kratos and Atreus, but just the Kratos literally is like the strongest thing ever, apart from some other things that are so extremely strong that you can't really measure them, which is a lot of things. But he's since you know what his actual strength is, he's extremely strong. He has extreme rage, the blades of Athena, exile and chaos. Experience, I guess. Yeah. Super strength. I've not played the actual game, so I can't really say much. He is, he basically can't die because he just keeps on escaping the underworld. Also, he is the son of Zeus. Uh, like a game where you can't die. He has some immense will. Advanced durability. The power of hope. I'm counting all this off my fingers, but you can't see it. Uh extremely strong he can just keep on getting stronger basically he's basically the best archer ever well he's got extreme archery skills in like his universe he has some sort of golden armor apparently that makes him extremely strong he has the rage of every single like titan in sparta just many gods he has magic he's a demigod he's got a lot of stuff going on he has most of the powers from every single god and titan, so he's got infinite speed and he can warp time and stuff. I don't know why he doesn't do it now. He just sort of runs around with his kid who uses a little bow to hit things. He's not very strong, but Kratos is extremely strong. Though. Well, if you want to... I don't, I don't if know. You wanna, if you want to enjoy the game, you've kind of got to roll with it. I've never played the game, so Atreus might be extremely strong, but I don't, I don't know. I've not seen much of it yet. He just looks like a little wimpy kid. Uh... He can travel through time. Extremely fast and agile. He can just regenerate like instantly. He can breathe underwater. Yeah, as I said, he's immortal. That's already on this. And that's... Love is not his best power. <laughs> oh, love should be everybody's best that's, power. That's him and Atreus. Love. Love changes everything. The Leviathan? I don't know what that is, but it sounds quite scary. Leviathan? Is that... I think that's his axe. Also, Kratos is the big bald man with all the red stuff on his head. <laughs> Leviathan. I always like that name. Leviathan. It's from Subnautica, which I... Well, it's not from Subnautica. Subnautica. The Reaper of Leviathan is from Subnautica, and I love Subnautica's pieces. You do love Subnautica's pieces. Kratos has extreme stamina and climbing skills and stuff. Also, he's basically killed every single Greek god apart from Zeus. And apparently Baldur, and apparently some other people. But, well, the new game's not actually came out yet. It comes out... Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. It's so, tomorrow? It's either 
Also, while you, while you weren't here, I talked about cat game. Another stray. It's a game about a cat. <laughs> Walks around, does stuff. Don't know, haven't played it. Does cat stuff. I hope the Elden Ring wins. God of, the, God of War is very much up there, but I don't know. I like the it's, idea of that. It's all kind of tied together. You would, it's got very nice graphics. It's got like Unravel vibes. Oh, I loved Unravel. I, I wasn't very good at it, but I, I loved the group. The graphics were a feast for the eyes. So colourful and vibrant. Today. I've said that twice today. Yeah, if you had a penny for every time you said a feast for the eyes, you'd have to. Well, it's if if a lot of things are a feast for the eyes, then you're doing well in the They're world. Probably a feast for the eyes. That's four. <laughs> now what I want is a feast for my stomach because I'm so hungry. <clears throat> well, we're going to have to stop recording anyway because now all as you can probably hear is my stomach going, <laughs> which I think is the same sound I made for the rutting deer. I think that is yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> thank you for bearing with us for this long. I think we're up to about 85 minutes, which is utterly ridiculous and why we should do podcasts more often and keep them to more of a, an hour. I think we just do a long one every, whenever we want, really. That's true, that's true. Um, but now we must go and eat burgers because it's I like burgers. cheat night, even though I don't believe in cheat night. That's the it's one of, Cheat week, cheat, cheat life. <laughs> thank you for listening everybody and bye <laughs> stop it then <laughs> <laughs>